0: Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. Before your favorite AfterBuzz TV after Show begins, I'm so excited to tell you that my new cookbook is out. It's called The Every Girl's Guide to Cooking. It's the quickest, fastest, easiest, most amazing recipes for kitchen newbies and chefs alike. Please check out MariaManunos.com for more info. Buzz you later.
1: Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one popcorn talk we talk movies
0: from the popcorn talk network the online broadcast network for movie talk and the schmoes know this is guilty movie pleasures in-depth discussion on movies no matter how guilty they make you feel
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, what is up, Guilty Movie Pleasure fans? How's everybody doing this week? You can't respond, so that's just a a rhetorical question. This week, we are very excited because Cameron and I haven't done... A Jason Statham movie yet? No. And let's just face it, Jason Statham is about as fucking guilty it. as it fucking gets. Now, this is a PG-13 movie, so he doesn't swear like Chev Chelios.
0: I but think that a say, skinny Jason Statham is even guiltier.
1: I think so, too, because this is before we got you know the entire rest of the podcast. I'm just going to fucking talk like this. Dude.
0: Just kidding. I'm going to
1: talk like myself. I'm your host, <laughs> Ben Begley, and with me as always... Cameron Lewis. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I waited till you took a sip of your soda. And <laughs> I was like, ha-ha. Choke. You're you're a pro, though. You did it. I can
0: talk with the liquid (laughs) in (laughs) my (laughs) mouth. Just do it. Anyways, at Guilty Movie Guys on
1: Twitter. Yeah, we have a Twitter account now. Some 43 of you know about it. Uh, It's (laughs) at Guilty Movie Guys we have so,
0: to tell them the number for
1: it makes it so much because then i shame them into, i guilt them into following us you can follow on there that's where we're doing a lot of our conversating about guilty movies throughout the week you can make suggestions there all that good stuff uh also we've been getting a few tweets of of ideas and we're starting to take that yeah, into my account God. transporter was one of several suggestions from mm-hmm. last week and so we we took this into account because uh, i am a huge jason statham fan i actually have a I have my movies organized by genre. By I
0: was going to say then, by Statham. Oh, it
1: gets better. Yeah, by genre, and then in action, there's a category organized by action hero. You're kidding me. So like, I have like you know just normal action sci-fi, but then I have um, Stallone, Statham, and Schwarzenegger movies, and I have Willis uh, and what, who? Oh, Van Damme. Those are the four guys that I separate from everybody else that is because excellent. they are a cut above the rest. Yes. So I literally have a section of Statham and Schwarzenegger. How much real
0: estate does this take up in your house?
1: A giant, a a big closet. A big closet that I've, I've had to put stuff uh, into binders. I've had to put back stock into binders because I own like over 3,000 movies. Jeez. It's an addiction. It's a problem.
0: Do you have insurance on those things?
1: Yeah, of course. You got to. I have have videos of everything and I have catalogs. Do you really? Yeah, because you have to. Cause otherwise they'll be like, Oh yeah, I'm sure you had three thousand movies and they got stolen and I'll be like, No, guys, seriously, I had three thousand. Burn the tape. But DVDs aren't worth anything anymore. That's the thing. I know. Nobody gives a shit. Unless you got some really old, old school horror film that was like out of out of print and like the special unaltered edition or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, we're getting very off track but, here. But but that's by fine. the way,
0: I do recommend watching The
1: Transporter yes. on DVD. Yes. And not
0: Blu-ray. Why
1: do you recommend that? Because it looks it looks extra. so much
0: better on DVD. You
1: think so? Oh my lord! Are you being uh, facetious? here? No, I'm
0: not. I'm being 100 percent serious because uh, the imperfections are kind of blurred over.
1: Yeah, you're right. I could see that because some movies it. some movies get a little shittier on Blu-ray.
0: Yeah, and it's not it's not shitty in Blu-ray. No, but it just brings up some s- things are noticeable and like know, The Wizard Sword of Oz is
1: one of the greatest movies of all time. But The Wizard of Oz on Blu-ray, you can tell everything's like flapping in the yep. wind and it's just like backdrops. Yeah. It just ruins There's a the mystique. Yeah. Ruins a mystique. This movie Absolutely. though. Absolutely. When did this come out? This was... Um, 2002. 2003. It was, Maybe that was the DVD. But 2002 was the theatrical release of this. This This is written though by one of my favorite filmmakers of all time. Luc Besson. Yes. Come on. The Professional. Yes. Is one of my favorite movies Fifth ever. Element, right? Fifth Element. Yeah, I love the Fifth Element. Big Blue. All those movies. Yeah. He's done like... And he always... Lucy. I feel yeah. like Luc Besson... Lucy. All, it was okay.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: It was okay. It was like the action version of Under the Skin. They were like <laughs> the exact same movie with ScarJo in both. Yeah. I feel like Luke Besson always, always writes really fun movies, but half-researches the topics that he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Like, The Professional, one of my favorite movies of all time, but clearly has no idea how the DEA works and how you can't really cover up crimes that easily if you're Gary Oldman's character. And in this... Pretty sure, like the inner workings of uh, French police in Luc Besson's movies always look like idiots. In the yeah. Taxi quadrilogy, there's four of them now, and in every transporter movie, the French police are buffoons.
0: They are imbeciles.
1: Yeah, I mean, they can't even. The, the whole car chase in the beginning, they just they just come off as like Keystone
0: Cop morons. Yeah, like, and they drive like Chevy Aveos. Yeah, it's just how do yeah How do you catch anyone in those cars? I don't know. It's embarrassing. I'm a fan of that style of riding though, because yes. that's the only kind I know how to do. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta research. Who fucking researches? Are you kidding me? No way. This is exactly how a gun this works. This is
1: how, yeah. I mean, the cops. How does one
0: get this disease? Exactly. This is how.
1: There was about 95 cops following him in the beginning, and they all saw his face because he's not wearing a mask, and he's friends with the inspector, then he goes down to the police station, but none of the cops recognize him. That's right. That's how police work happens. That's all right? That's just how it works. Yeah. That's how it works. I was gonna say that's how police work works, and that's why I paused, because I was like, that just sounds... The syntax of that sounds incorrect. That's how you work the work. That's how I work the work. Yeah. So when did you first see Transporter?
0: In theaters.
1: In theaters. I yeah. In theaters. I, thought, I did too. I saw
0: it. Uh, I saw
1: all three in theaters. I didn't I did see that. Too. I didn't yeah, see yeah. the fourth one. No, no, no. I wanted to rent it at Redbox because I feel like it's worth a dollar, but I've, it's no Statham. No. No Statham.
0: I'm not gonna. I have to be honest. I don't. I'm not really interested. I, don't know, yeah. I just I mean, want Statham. A, there's
1: a TV series of it too yeah. on Netflix. Uh, there's two stars. That's not boding well for it. Two you know? stars
0: is pretty high. Two stars for you know a spinoff of a. F- I'm usually quadrilogy. my standard's usually a half star. Yeah, so there you go. It's pretty high. There you go. So you watch a lot of the Asylum <laughs> pictures, like Transmorphers. Every single one of them. Uh, all of the c Level Purge spinoff. Yep. Yep. I really liked this in theaters when I saw it. It was a blast. Um, well, because this I was, was, this was, was the first time
1: I remember seeing Jason. Every time you say how old you were, it <laughs> bugs the shit out of me.
0: No, this is the first time I saw Jason Satham in anything.
1: I remember him in Snatch and Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels before this. And he was kind of just, a, he just the... Guy. He was just sort of more the guy who's like, Hey, I'm a thug, and I'm not really going to do anything, but I'm just going to be kind of snarky and funny. Yeah. But this was the first time I remember him kicking ass and being like, Holy shit, the kind of nebbish, smarmy guy from Snatch is a badass? Yeah, yeah. I'll never forget. I think this has one of the most iconic um, fight sequences I've ever seen. And I know that's crazy to say. But dare I? Say, you're talking about? Yeah, dare yeah. I say the oil slick scene? Oh my God. Is one of the most iconic because I will never. I'll be on my deathbed and be like that oil. That was a pretty. That was a pretty fun sequence because just fun the, as hell. Just I'll never forget him kicking the the bike pedals off, hooking them in, and then basically like tap dance tiptoeing around yes. it, and then just roundhouse kicking Every everybody. Single person with noises oh. like the entire time. Such weird noises. Yeah. And everybody trying to grab onto him and like...
0: It's ingenious if you really think about it. Yeah. The only thing that may have been better would be petroleum jelly. I do think... I have a very fond memory of this movie. Yeah? When I saw it in theaters, I saw it with my dad and my grandpa. And my grandpa never watched a movie next to somebody who was more enamored with what was happening <laughs> on the screen i was so <laughs> i love that My your grandpa was a car was, guy
1: i love that he was just so stoked on he this he's just like
0: oh oh and he's somebody who when he watches a movie he reacts verbally oh yeah and so the entire time he's like oh yeah yeah go oil yeah whoa, and i'm just like yes i remember it's that great so great f-
1: great for movies like this Oh, Terrible for movies like The Danish Girl. <laughs> don't My dad is very guilty of
0: that. <laughs> hey, what do you think is going to
1: happen? Oh yeah, I don't mind I during don't... action movies when people talk. I don't no. mind when like these kind of things. I'll sit there in the theater and be like, Oh ho, ho, ho!
0: yeah, yes. I'm like I'm
1: that guy. But when it's like a drama or something, or like I'm going to see Ten Cloverfield Lane tonight, it's like if yeah. somebody's in there talking, I'm be like, shh, shh, this is a film. This is <laughs> shut your mouth.
0: <laughs> the worst time I ever witnessed that was Midnight in Paris. Oh no! I I made the mistake of seeing it with um, you know I'll say it a bunch of geriatrics in the theater, and uh, mm-hmm. every single time they changed city in Midnight in Paris, even because there are a couple of it's cities, a magical. And, you know, yeah, they'll go they, they are in people and all the historical figures every single time in the background, people behind me I hear them go. well, oh, that's what you get with a night in Paris. <laughs> and what? Like, oh oh, there's Picasso. Yeah, that's oh, Picasso, sweetheart. I remember him. It's I was like I, oh my <sighs> god, people.
1: You don't remember Picasso? You weren't alive when <laughs> yeah. Picasso. That's you know what I mean. Well, Maybe. It's possible. Depends how old they are. Yeah. For me, we just saw, my wife and I just saw uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot the other week. And there was, it was a Sunday night at like four. Yeah. And there was this sweet old couple next to us. But man, the whole time she just reacted. She'd be like, oh, oh no. Oh, she's going to do it. Oh, that's terrible. And it's just like when you're invested in a moment and then you hear somebody commenting on it. Even if it's how you're feeling, you're like, shut up. And then she did the thing with the k- 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 like unwrapping a cough
0: drop. Uh no. Ugh. It takes you out cuz you get glued to the screen. Yep. And then and it you go, I'm um, I'm there. And then all of a sudden somebody's like, "Hey Gerald, pass the raisins." And you're like,
1: "Who's <laughs> why are you Jesus. eating
0: raisins?" <laughs> What? Who brings
1: raisins? Who brings, not even raisinets. No,
0: just regular sun-made raisins.
1: Back to Transporter, Transporter. Though. So I've seen, I, like, I, I own all three Transporter films, even though I don't really like the third one. I think it's kind of boring. I think the second
0: one's my favorite.
1: Second one's my favorite, yeah. because, but we had to do the first one, because the first one yeah. is like that, that the intro to what is now a staple for every January, you get a moderately shitty slash awesome Jason Statham movie yes. in theaters, Every January. Shitty when it's something like Parker. Awesome when it's something like Safe, yeah. even though it was a terrible film. So fun when he takes on like three gangs in the end of the movie. And then you get stuff like Homebound or Home. What was that one? Home, uh, homeland. Not Homeland. That's the Carrie. Uh, uh, you'll figure it out.
0: Homefront. 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 That was okay. Isn't that that, was, that was not very good. I, but w- but did, you see, did you like him in the Fast movies? The, the oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Come great. on. Fast. And, we got to do a Fast and Furious on this. Oh, yeah. But Transporter, for me, this is the intro to Jason Satham, who is now one of the most iconic action stars there is, because he's a badass, he's funny, he's a pretty good actor, too. He's not as stiff as, like, the 90s guy. He is stiff, but he has a personality to him. to him. something
0: relatable to Yeah, Yeah, I
1: think so. And he's British, so he just sounds cooler, because yeah. everybody who has a British accent sounds cooler, and that pisses me off. Yeah. But before we get too off the rails, Uh-oh. as if that hadn't happened already, we're gonna do the plot in three minutes. So here goes. In five, four, three... To take it away.
0: Jason Statham is sitting in his car. Mm-hmm. He has to do a drive. These guys rob a bank. Oh yeah, come out rob a bank, right? Yeah, yeah. And okay, they come yeah, out and give the longest give speech him into ever, the car. longest speech. And he's sitting there talking about rules. He said, "We had a deal. You have three. We don't want a people, cop chase, but people. I'm gonna give you a three
1: month a three minute monologue.
0: Yeah. And so- <laughs> everybody's crowding around the car so he ends up having to shoot one of the guys oh yeah they get away uh they get to the destination he delivers the package and they say hey we have one more for you said hey sorry not gonna do it
1: yeah and then uh he kind of he drives off and he he lives in this amazing villa on the coast of france in niche i guess Nice, niche Nice, niche Niche. yeah and um and the inspector comes up and you kind of get that the inspector at first you're not sure if the inspector knows it's him or he's highly suspicious or if they're buddies you're not really sure but he talks to him for a little bit and then he goes off and he's like okay well i'm an Ex little boy, he says some weird line like that, where yeah. he's like, "I'm ex-military." You find out that he used to be in the military and all this stuff. Now he's hiding out in France. So then he gets a call: "We need a transporter." That's goes, right. So he goes to the bar the and again. he
0: sees he sees an Aaron Sorkin lookalike. Yes, at the he bars. does. He does. And he see. talks to them about a deal. Yep. Says twenty thousand now, twenty thousand later. Yep. Do not change the yep. rules of the deal. They put the duffel bag in the car.
1: Yes. He starts hearing something. He finds out that it's a it's a, a woman in the back. Yes. A Chinese woman in the back. Kui Shu, how the hell do you say her name Shu uh, Shuqui. Shoo, Kwee. Shoo Kwee. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong but that's her name she's in the back and he kind of starts falling for her there's this cheesy music he's like hi Hello. she has to pee Lying though, because then she, she disappears. The he woods. puts a noose around her neck so she can like they, like she can't take that off. Let her out of sight. She disappears, he goes chasing after her. Yes. He finds her, he brings her back. There's two cops, he throws her on him, fights him for like five seconds. Then he drops her off, finds out it might be this like sex trafficking thing. That's right. They give him another package. He's like, This is weird, but I'll take it. He drives goes, to the gas station, yep. picks
0: up another yep. orange soda, which I thought was a vagina joke because it was called Orangina. I don't know, I could be wrong. Maybe. The car explodes. Oh, now he's pissed. He's mad, so he goes
1: back. Peephole shot where he comes. Charging the door, he kicks the shit out of everybody. One minute, and he doesn't even try and save uh, Shukui at all. No, by any means. And if that's not her, how you pronounce it? I'm sorry, Shukui. But Shukui, he doesn't even try and save her. She just happens to be in the back seat and she's tied yes. to a chair. So I don't know if she rolled in, hopped in the car, or understand. if they put her in there because they were going to get her out of there. Maybe I don't know. So. But why would they still have her in the chair anyway? So then he has 45. this weird kind of like romantic relationship with her. Yes. And then the he, inspector she comes by again, and then there's like this weird rom-com stuff. And then the plate, his villa gets blown up by.
0: T- torpedo. Oh,
1: so, so he's so pissed. Then she convinces him to go talk to her, her, um, the bad guy, and that there's this sex trafficking or these slave—they're bringing in Chinese slaves yes. to, for some nefarious reason. Oh, god! Should I just take it home? Her okay, dad, her dad the, is yeah. the
0: one in charge. Here's his dad, and the other guy, whose name is uh, Wall Street.
1: Yeah, Wall Street. And then so then what happens is, oh, you find out that the dad's bad too, oh. and and they they kidnap the girl again, and he's thrown into this bus thing, and then he fights a bunch of guys on a bus, fights a bunch of guys on a plane, he flies the plane, crashes on top, fights a bunch of guys on top of a truck. Oh, they. He's racing in the truck and then he kills everybody. Who shoots him. Ah, dead. And then they hug, and then there's everybody's freed. And somewhere oh, there's an oil fire. Good God, we didn't even get to any of the action in the end there. I got so I got so bogged down in the details.
0: There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going, there's a lot going on. There's a lot
1: going on for something
0: that doesn't have a lot going on. It's there's <laughs> a lot of driving and things going on from not a lot of driving yeah. and nothing happening.
1: Yeah, it's that's the one thing we talked about before the show, though, is that that bummed me out watching it again because I remembered the other ones, specifically two. Where there's a lot more involving car chases and fun yeah. action sequence in, involving, and maybe I've just been uh, spoiled by the Fast and Furious movies. Where I love a good car chase, yeah. and this movie starts off with a really fun car chase. It's and a then great no, opening, no, a fantastic. No opening. more car chases. Yeah. and this guy, his kind whole, of one later on, but not sort really. Of, his whole job is he's a transporter, mm. but he really only transports. The bank robber's in the beginning, and then he drives kind of leisurely up the coast to a house, and then he just fights the rest of the movie. Yeah. I think two got it better, where they kind of were it more a, it, it was a better balance. Yeah. It does have the most ridiculous moment ever, where he has a bomb on t- on the bottom of his car, and he launches his car and flips it upside down, and it hooks onto the crane, and then he lands perfect, and it blows up the crane. Totally I laughed. Doable. So hard in the, the. I think I laughed harder at that than any comedy that year when <laughs> Transporter 2 came out. But this one, it starts off with like the whole. We were talking about the three minute monologue. He's like, yeah. you know, we don't have a lot of time. We're going to run out of time if we have extra kilos here. I didn't incorporate that into my calculations. Because he's very precise about the weight limit. It's he, like an elevator. There's an, a precise it. weight limit in his car yeah. for the gas allotted. It's just like, fill up this fucking tank. And
0: Apparently, he changes the shocks every time? I
1: guess. I guess. He's like, listen, a it's bad for the shocks. And so he gives this, like, three-minute monologue to these guys, all while he could have been driving away before the cops show up. Yeah. And he even says police chases are bad. And what does he do? He waits for three cop cars to show up, and then it's like, And I love that there's these three dudes in suits that just are coming up. You think they're like FBI or whatever the French no equivalent of that would be. And they're, they're just walking up, and they're like... They're curious businessmen. And then just really curious businessmen, yeah. all with shades on. Yeah. And then as soon as the car starts peeling out, they're like, oh, oh, curious shaded businessmen. The
0: robbers just ran ran
1: into this car. What could possibly be happening? And I love the fact that him switching the license plate that he does a whole bunch is the key to getting away. Not that there's a a scruffy-looking, bald British man, white guy, driving a car with this exact model but hey, you changed the license plate. Well, I don't know. I
0: also love the French police. Like, I, have, the well, the I don't know. How
1: do we understand? I do <laughs> not get these.
0: The mechanism you for changing the plate in. is just like three large-ass one, two, three buttons. Yep. Nobody's ever asked. It just looks like a radio preset. I don't
1: know. It's very strange. It's it's also borrowed from his movie's Taxi, Luc Besson's uh, Taxi. Yeah. They made four of those, and it's a very sim- similar thing where it's this taxi driver who's kind of walking the fine line between good and bad, and then the cop's bring him on because he's this great driver so it's almost the same movie <laughs> only this is more badass because jason's it my favorite shot in the whole movie is the ding dong hey i'm a bad guy i'm gonna go look and see who's at the door and then jason statham just running Threw up
0: the people
1: through a peephole like fish eye, a fish eye lens kicks the door down and the guy goes flying oh it's that's so, so good So good. And then he kicks the shit out of all... I also like the fact that he doesn't just kill everybody. He shoots most of them in the leg and wounds them. He only kills when it's necessary.
0: I love the fact that he doesn't kill anybody. Well, he doesn't kill most people. Yeah. And then I also like how most of the action in this movie, at least the fighting and stuff, is fist fighting. Yeah. There's not a lot of gunfire. Occasionally Mm -mm. there's gunfire and there's really bad people that have really bad aim.
1: Yeah. Uh, and every bullet has like a tracer on it. So you can see it looks like laser beams. Yes. It looks like a Vietnam movie where at night, like they had the tracers going. <laughs> it's so crazy. Every bullet is very, like,
0: yeah, <laughs> all the way past. Um, but I, so yeah, I, I liked it. A lot of kicking, too. I a lot of kicking. of kicking.
1: A lot of roundhouses. Really nice. Roundhouses for days. I love just, there's a part, I think it's in the house scene. There's one part where he has like three dudes, and he just keeps kicking back and forth to all of them. He's like, yeah, and just how he like twists people up in his shirt, and then he oh, double the shirt punches. Oh, twist is when so he, good. That's in the bus scene. Yeah, where he double. I love that they just show an insert shot of the guys like, oh, we're twisted up, and then he goes, huh. And they just fall back. I'm pretty sure, that, like, wh- where was no that, matter like, who you are, you this is not that strong of a move. I can't, <laughs> I couldn't break cardboard. With that, it's just you don't have enough momentum because you use your body to do, throw hooks. But yeah. like, imagine if at the end of Creed, you know, he's fighting the bad, uh, bad Irish guy or British guy, whatever, and it's like, huh, huh! <laughs> You'd be like, what the fuck was that? But it's Jason Satham, so you believe Rocky
0: would be pissed. I've
1: been swearing a lot for a PG thirteen movie, and uh, I, I apologize, kids. Fuck, oh, fuck it. Fuck it.
0: Um, but you know, th- speaking of the shirt and stuff, mm-hmm. there's one part in particular that I think is hilarious, and this, by the way. It's noticeably, like, bad mm-hmm. choreo- choreography. But because of that, I love it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, there's, uh, it's after the shirt thing, I think. He he grabs two guys' arms and just, like, twists them in himself. And you, <laughs> there's this one shot where they show the two guys that are behind him that he has twisted in his arms, and then he goes and kicks somebody. And he's he just has like his arms touching them, and <laughs> I they're that. clearly fake, like <laughs> struggling. They're uh, like, uh, uh, get off of me! But yeah. he's literally just just like touching them. You know, it's so hey, good.
1: He's just he's that badass.
0: He is. I mean, then, it's a mental. I love mental power.
1: In the mansion, the guys that come up with axes out of nowhere. Who, where
0: what did, the fuck did the? Where did the axes come from? I don't from? know, but it was so good.
1: Oh man, and they're just throwing. A, and I love that it just. How he doesn't use the axe and like hack him like another movie. He just fights, just fist. Doesn't even, he doesn't even no. need to steal an axe. No. He gets the candelabra off the wall. That's right. And then he blocks and twists the axe. And then he, I think he, I don't remember. There's so many kicks. But there's one part where he split kicks. I think he does it in that I moment. I think so, yeah. If not, let's just say he does. He's, sure. He split it. kicks him in the face. And yes. it's incredible.
0: It's so tasty. And you can
1: tell that it's all, for the most part, all Statham doing these moves. It's crazy. It is actually.
0: I looked, uh, I mean, it's always noticeable when there's a oh, stunt yeah. guy doing it. Them, but it, that is there's proof in the pudding here uh, on IMDb they actually said Jason Statham did most of uh, all of the stunts which is awesome I
1: play. even feel like when he jumps on top of the truck the when they show that him. I'm like holy shit that
0: looks like him I think that might have been him I um I
1: he's known for doing crazy stuff I mean the expendables he almost died in the last one cuz right. he was in the he was in the van that went over the bridge and yeah. went in the water and they're all like Oh shit! We just killed Jason Statham, and then like, a, was a, stunt guy, like a like a badass, he comes out. He's like, "I'll just kick the window open," I'm, and swam back up. You're like, "What? You are all your characters? Who can?
0: Nobody really does that, Did but you, Jason Statham does. He of course. This he's is so I'm, je, I'm so jealous of Jason Statham. Every man should be. I, why? Honestly, <laughs> there's so many things about this guy. Oh, First man. of all, he rocks a bald head.
1: Yeah, he it's, looks awesome with a bald head.
0: Somehow, his head is muscly. Right? Even if, yeah. I don't how understand do you a, how you do how that. How do you lift eyebrow workouts? I don't. Yes, exactly. That's it. Um, the accent, obviously. Yeah, he just old die and he's gruff. So amazing. Uh, The fact that I think he's kind of shorter. Yeah. But he still kicks ass. I love it. He yeah. Did you notice in this film, though, I feel like his accent was lighter than in the later ones?
1: Maybe. Think, maybe I, he turned up the cockney a little think bit he later might on. Have. I know it's not as strong as in Crank when he really just cranks oh, on the. Crank
0: air. is pretty insane. We've
1: done Crank on here. We should do Crank Two sometime because it's one of yeah. my. It's barely a movie, but it's so amazing. This so okay. Let's here's the first thing. We have a sound clip where he goes over the rules, right. and this is what every action movie has to do. They have to have the hero establish the rules of the movie. They have to establish the rules of their character and their badassness and all that stuff. So we got rule number one right here.
0: Delivery will be at noon. No one's there. It is not my responsibility. I'll leave the package. Once we make a deal, the terms of that deal are going to be changed or renegotiated. was a rule? It's rule number one. It's weird. Um,
1: when I <clears throat> when I ordered a package from a seller on Amazon, sure. uh, it was not through Amazon directly, so they didn't really n- insure it or anything like that. I was dealing with the seller directly. And it said that uh, you got to be there by noon to pick it up. And I was like, okay. Well, I was late getting home. And the package was gone, so I called, and I was like, hey, uh, it's like 12.05, so where's the package? And they said this.
0: Delivery will be at noon. If no one's there, it is not my responsibility. I'll leave the package. I know, Once we make I, I, a deal, the terms of that deal going to be changed. Okay, I get it but, it. it, but yeah, okay, uh, yeah, but I'm so like, even the you post roll. office
1: has insurance, so yeah. just like, give me my money back, man. They were such dicks about it.
0: Can we play the clip one more time yeah. Just to hear the music in the background Delivery will be at noon if No one's there, it is not my responsibility I'll leave the package Once we make a deal, the terms of that deal Are going to be changed or we'll renegotiated that That's rule number one I have a theory about this whole movie I want to hear it because I have a theory somebody too somebody just played their iPod <laughs> On shuffle I, And just the let music it go.
1: doesn't really like. Even in the action scenes There's this one like rolling beat that always comes in where it's like yes. boom dum ba-da-dum, ba-da-dum, and boom like, boom It's literally boom 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 And it's like still that same It's like, just the same kind of like slow like Yeah, please go. You
0: know please what go. it is? It's seventies porn music. That's
1: what it is. Yeah. Well this I thought that this movie, the music sounds like a French interpretation of moder- of two thousand two American music. It's like when you go into a sushi bar, and it's still like Bon Jovi, and they're yes. like, oh, we're halfway there, and you're like, what? This is like 30 years old. You know, it's like, just like how we get imported other cultures' stuff way late, and we think super crazy shit from like France and Japan and Germany is awesome, and they're like, guys, that was like 10 years ago. <laughs> Same thing with this. It feels like this music is like, oh, this is hip club music in America, yeah. right? And it's like, what? What is this? Oh. <laughs> Which actually segues great. We'll get to rule number two, but I wanna do the silly music because this is, this just shows what I kinda solidifies this point where it's like, this is when he first opens the trunk and sees Shu Kui for the first time. And they have this weird romantic look at each other, even though she's been in a duffel bag. And she
0: has duct tape on her mouth.
1: She looks beautiful for being in a duffel bag Gorgeous. for hours. Like, not sweaty, not yeah. makeup smeared, not crying from not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. Barely even a crick in her neck from all that. I mean, oh. that's some yoga pose she in there. She looks
0: like she's been on a sleep number bed yeah, for several Yeah, she hours.
1: looks great. Yeah. And he unzips the bag, and this is what happens. <laughs> I can't tell if that's an episode of Dawson's Creek, a Hallmark movie, or uh, Jennifer Lopez rom-com where the wedding planner style. Like that, there's so many. It could be all of the above.
0: It's like the music you hear when uh, you go to a hospital and they have like a garden in the hospital with a little pond. You're staring at the pond and you hear this. (laughs) Hi.
1: You say hi to all those uh, those fish. What are they called? The uh, koi koi fish. Yes, 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 yes.
0: Very much so.
1: It's uh, (laughs) it's interesting. Um, I really love the Shamrock Shake at the at McDonald's, and it's only around during St. Patty's Day. And I feel like I have kind of a romantic connection to it, not in a weird way, but just like in a nostalgia way, more than anything. And I got one the other day, and I just the the person behind the counter handed it to me, and I just I looked at that Shamrock Shake and. And I consumed all 7,000 calories that are in that thing.
0: You know, anytime I go to a third-rate shopping mall, there's always yep. one of these. Which is um, almost all shopping, which is all outside shopping malls outside of big cities. Yes, um, but uh, there's always one of these that I walk into. Ben, it's a Burlington Coat factory. You love Burlington walk, Coat factories. When I walk through the door, <laughs> first of all, there's something magical about the outside. I don't know what it is. When I walk through the door, I just look around and I hear, <laughs> look at the I, greeter. And just look at the work of a professional hoarder. You know,
1: I actually almost got, this is a true story. I almost got roped into, not that your Burlington Coat Factory wasn't true. Sure, yeah. uh, I accidentally got roped into a pyramid scheme when I first moved out here. I'll refrain from saying what it was, because I don't want to be, you know, rude. But it was a pyramid scheme that involved basically doing, anybody who doesn't know what a pyramid scheme is, it's where you do a bunch of work and people above you get rich, and they make you think you're eventually going to get there. Avon. Yeah, exactly, or something like, or Mary Kay or something. So anyways, I I go in there, and it's like this very, everybody's high-fiving you, and they want you to be very enthusiastic and involved. And this was before I met my wife, and there's this really pretty girl there, and she's the one who got me into it, so it was part that. And I high-five all these really enthusiastic people, and then I swear all the energy stopped when I saw her, and we looked at each other, and I was just like... How much do I owe for this? Yeah. Okay, here's
0: $350. You know, Ben, this may sound like a similar story, but I swear to God, this is true. Uh-huh. Every time I go on a Tinder date, I have a every button show, on my I just phone. want to say every show involves Tinder or Burlington Co-Factory. I, use, I do both equally Keep going. As keep, going keep going. Uh, <laughs> swipe right on Burlington Co-Factory. When I go on a Tinder date, I show up to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. I have this hot button on my phone. Mm-hmm. She'll come in and go, hey, Cameron, it's so nice to meet you. And I hit my phone and I go...
1: It good timing. If you stare I just at me, that was at a psychotic me. stare. I just keep staring. That was quite frightening. It
0: has worked out for me exactly quite zero frightening. times.
1: frightening. Exactly, exactly zero times. Yes. You know, uh, guys, every time. We do a lot oh, of shows here. Yeah, can, sure, yeah. We can course. have
0: long days that mm-hmm. go yeah. by, but but every time I see the Guilty Movie Pleasures team, the Guilty Movie guys uh, roll into the theater, I just hear it play in the background.
1: Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. It's weird. You do talk like Statham.
0: Every person that follows us on twitter at mm-hmm. guilty movie guys this is exactly our response
1: mm-hmm. <sighs> and then i like that i put a little heart on that i feel like also it could be the start of something really motivational like we know your times have been really tough lately but don't worry it's gonna get better <laughs> like it just sounds like a it sounds like a we roll self-help thing you know find
0: out
1: if life alert is right for you. It's like a yeah, it's a bad commercial from when you stay home and you watch During the daytime, presses, daytime right? TV. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, find call out Liberty if, Medical. Find out if Lutrivia is right for you. Lutrivia, <laughs> I don't think Lutrivia is real. I made it that up. It should be. Oh my god. Oh, so then he says any he says what any romantic leading man would say to a woman when she says I have to pee. And, you know, this is so we just had this very romantic kind of weird moment. Then he takes off the duct tape, and she's like, I have to pee. And then he puts the duct tape back on, and she gets upset, and he says, You don't need your mouth to pee. (laughs) Just out of context. Even though I set up the context, it just sounds weird. Can we say that again? You don't need your mouth to pee. Just, like, imagine hearing that anywhere else in the world.
0: God! You don't need your mouth to
1: pee. Go into a brothel in, in, in Amsterdam or something, you know, and, and you just you go into the wrong room because apparently, I've never done it, but apparently there's weird rooms yeah. in those brothels in Amsterdam, and suddenly the, the mistress there or whatever, I don't even know what they're called. I've never been to any of these places, and I don't watch stuff like that. Uh, but you walk in, and the, what is it, the mistress, the maiden? That would be the madam. The oh, madam. madam. Yeah. And the madam looks at you, and she just goes, You don't need your mouth to pee. Oh, you God. Know, one time oh, I, God, where am I going? One time the madam. I, uh, <laughs> that joke would have been a lot funnier if I knew anything I thought I was talking about.
0: That's all right. Uh, one time I went on a Tinder date in Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> and No, I'm just kidding. I kid. I kid. And I got a life alert.
1: Ah, oh, Don't need your mouth to pee. Don't need your mouth to pee. So weird. I,
0: I, you don't need your mouth to pee. <laughs> yes. Oh, the supercar. Holy crap. Supercut. Um, that is an actual conversation I've had before. Yeah. I, did, what? <gasps> he couldn't take the tape off before shoving the knife down her throat? Yeah, that was weird. That was, that was very dangerous, Jason Statham. Just everything
1: about that whole scene. And then the fact that they just. Uh, so we talked about how he puts a noose around her neck and she walks off and he just. He's just like giving her more slack and it's like, no shit, she's going to escape. But the best. Her hands part, are free. Exactly. But the best part is when she escapes and they're the two. Least interested or concerned cops ever when they come back. And I wasn't even sure they were cops. They just looked like they were snowboarders that were riding bicycles. They did.
0: I was like, wait. I,
1: I, I, until later on, the inspector said they were. Upon. Yeah. And they just they, they literally look at them like as not as unconcerned as possible. And then he tosses her very haphazardly on them and kicks the shit out of them in like a four second sequence. They're down find out that they're in the trunk of the car that blows up. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Oh, shit. It's very nonchalantly mentioned by the inspector. We're trying to figure out why there is a there were two police officers in the back of your car that blew up. And they never mention again in the entire movie, nor is there any remorse, that two innocent police officers were blown up in Jason Statham's car, in Frank's car. It's just, who gives a fuck? I
0: totally fun? forgot about them in the trunk. Right?
1: Because they show it so briefly. Damn. I, I, there were two police officers who were still trying to get the pieces back from them. Can we talk about the inspector? Inspector Kluza? <laughs> uh, what this is his guy? deal? I don't like, know. Like, I get, I think that they had a, I think that they maybe met in the military, and the, I feel like they have a history, and they, they hint do. at it, because otherwise he's just the dumbest inspector on the planet. I don't think so, because he seems smarter than that. I think he knows that he breaks the law, but he, he's okay with it, because, like, the bank robbers in the beginning end up getting caught. So there's a hint that he breaks the law, but he knows that the people that he helps break the law are gonna get caught, maybe? Right. Sure. I don't know. There's a lot of moral ambiguity in like some so movies. Like
0: his eyes also never move. <laughs> they never move. Did you notice that? He's just like there was just kind of this half open and he's like, uh yeah, I'm, Frank. I'm, I'm barely hungover or, or half of license plate. Uh, two people are dead. <laughs> That's Jesus. really good. That's a really good impression. He's just I dead. Like I, I totally forgot about the cops yeah, in the back
1: Yeah. Dead. The, blown to bits. Damn. They're just they were just trying to help out a girl that, and rightfully so two I, police should attack Jason save them. He's
0: carrying her like Tarzan style, like full on Dude, t- great just, instinct though, throwing her at the house. I cops. know. Obviously they're not going to let her fall. No, of course not. <laughs> I kind of wish they'd let
1: her fall. <laughs> that would've been amazing.
0: Oh shit. And then you go, That That've
1: been so good." So so then there's this very long. It doesn't. It's not actually that long, but it feels long. This romantic comedy, not even a romantic comedy, like this bad Hallmark movie build-up of their relationship, and how at first he's very like, "I can't think. I just need to go to bed. I need to think." And he brings her back to his place, and in the morning they have this romantic comedy monologue, is what I call it, because it sounds like it could have come out of the frustrated uptight guy who's being shaken up by Polly or, you know, some other, you know, like, hey, you ruined my life. I was a type A personality and then you came into it and brought all this fun and excitement and sex and I just don't know what to do with myself. And this is what Jason, I almost said Shaysen Shaysham. Shaytham Matham. Shaytham Matham says (laughs) to Shu Kui.
0: You were supposed to think last night. You were last night. I had nightmares about a girl who came into my nice, quiet life, screwed it all up. Everything she touched broke, and every move she made turned into a catastrophe. Okay, sorry. (laughs) I'm still wondering if I want to know everything or nothing about you.
1: That is, tell me that you can't (laughs) switch out Drew Barrymore, uh, anybody else. Justin Long. Anybody for that. Like, that (sighs) could have been Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore in another terrible movie together. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, she's so cute in this. God, age. she's so adorable. She's trying so hard. She cooking know, breakfast. So bad. She's for being her. so nice. Do they? They don't have sex. Oh no, they have sex after, after his place blows up, and then she just
0: they swim in it. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't go so far as to say swim. this movie's misogynistic, but it leans heavily towards it's misogynistic. It's pretty misogynistic. It's pretty misogynistic. There's
0: <laughs> a lot of stereotyping going Where on. Where it's
1: just basically like, oh, you saved me. Sort of. Not really. I hopped in the back of your car, so you were forced to save me. Yeah. And then your place got blown up after you were kind of a dick to me. But because of that, we're going to have sex. Yeah.
0: I also think. It's uh, like a James Bond moment. Very similar to James very Bond. Very James
1: Bond moment. moment where I he think, just bangs every girl he comes in contact
0: with. I, sorry, sorry. I think that, um, that Lai, her her were all. name is Lie. Yes. Which is, I didn't know that was even a thing. Uh, but I think that all of her lines were yard again.
1: I think so. She, she's actually—I've seen her in Chinese films. She's actually a really good actress. She's great, but and she's good in this. But the her, um, uh, you know, I can't talk because if I tried to speak Mandarin or Cantonese in a movie, I would be terrible at it. You're right. But like, so it's you lose some of it, and I wish in these movies sometimes they would just let people talk their normal. Like, just however they yeah, are. Yeah. Like in, um, in Love Actually, I know that's a random movie to mention, but the fact that she talks the entire time in, oh God, it's Portuguese? No, Spanish. Spanish. Uh, Spanish. No, it's Portuguese.
0: Portuguese, it's Portuguese, yeah. Portuguese yeah, yeah. She
1: speaks in Portuguese the whole time, and I get that it's a different kind of movie, but sometimes it's like, ah, or let them talk more that way.
0: So yeah, can, it's like just, just however you natively
1: yeah. Yeah. speak. It you drives me even exactly. more insane when it's like something where they're all clearly from a different country. the The best example of this is Enemy at the Gates, when all the Germans have American accents and all the Russians have British accents, and you're like, "What the fuck is going yeah. on here?" That happens all the time. It's it, just uh, like, all the time. Come on. Did it
0: happened. What was the uh, War Horse? Oh my god. Yeah. It happens constantly, all over the place in war. Horse. And
1: apparently, if you're in a period piece, you're British. Like if you're in Egypt Doesn't or if matter. you're uh, any any kind of fantastical world, British. Oh yeah, always 100%. British. Anyways, but Shu is so cute. Lai is so cute. And then the place She's blo- adorable. I love the moment where he's like, "It's quiet." I thought you liked quiet. Yeah, but not this quiet. And then this fucking missile just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> Layer by layer, it just blows up the whole place. And this
0: is this is exactly are talking They hide under about the strongest week. table
1: ever. Yes, this, the whole Jesus. tower comes down on the table, and they're not fine. from an
0: IKEA. Not from mm. IKEA. No, uh, but this last week when we were doing uh, Olympus is Fallen, this is the same thing where he hears them through the wall. It's the, the the it's too quiet moment. I want that sixth sense in real life. Yeah, how handy would that? be? I
1: mean, how do they know? And what differences in quietness?
0: By the way, uh, I have a quick fact. Oh for yeah, you please do about this scene. Uh, in the trailer in the trailer, uh, there is a uh, a clip where he deflects one of the uh oh one of the missiles missiles with like a T plate. yeah. And Jason Statham asked him to take that out of the movie because the audience would not believe it.
1: I wish <laughs> everything else was everything believable. Everything else is fine.
0: Everything else is totally believable. I wish so that they would have kept that.
1: We d- uh, oh, okay. Now it said, "Take your time, no rush." <laughs> we're getting and that's it. We're getting com- mixed messages from the booth. It's okay. Uh, this so now let's move on to where they they go and they converse with the bad guys. Where she tells him that. Basically, there's 400 people in two containers, which mm-hmm. sounds like a lot of people for a two. Lot of people. Two shipping containers. Two, not like a, not like Tupperware, but like a, you know, like a a boat. Like an eighteen wheeler, yeah, like, like a yeah. On there. yeah. So she goes there and she says her father's in there. She lies to Jason Satham. He goes and meets the bad guy, Wall Street, whatever his name is, and uh, and. They have this great little ta ta tat and stuff, and then you find out that her dad is actually the most overt Chinese bad guy in cinema history with the worst toupee.
0: The hair is is, uh, a crime.
1: Oh, God, it's frightening enough. Yeah. But the first thing that happens is we reveal, you realize just how PG-13 this movie is when Wall Street says to him, to Jason Statham, PG-13 bad guy, please?
0: Mr. Transporter, we can both agree... I answered your first question politely. I won't answer anymore, so I suggest you kill me right now and go screw yourself <laughs> <laughs>
1: go screw you know, yours that's that everything else sounds so badass and then that last point just makes it so lame. yes and go screw yourself
0: F off it's, you know I was uh, I, when so. I was at home I was expecting an Amazon package to finally mention it. And uh, the UPS guy came. Mm-hmm. And he came to my front door. And you know when the UPS guy comes and like, you're doing other things in the house, kind of bothers you, cooking dinner or something, mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, watching this movie, for example. And I open the door and he goes, hey, uh, Cameron? hmm And I go, yeah. And he goes, uh, are you Cameron Wollschlager? And I go, and go screw yourself. The full thing. Oh, oh, the full thing. Mr. Transporter, oh. we can both agree. I answered your first question politely. I won't answer any more. Don't like saying so my last I suggest name. So you kill me right now. Wow. Yeah. You up Don't the ante yeah Here's the thing. I hate spelling my actual last name. There's a lot at stake. Yeah. Kill me. Kill
1: me right now. <laughs> and I like that you tied it back to the transporter, transporting your Amazon See, package. There it is, Ben. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to think of a go-screw-yourself joke. I don't have a good one, so rather than uh, just let a, let a fart of a joke happen right now, I'm going to move on from that okay, and yeah, get to the, sure. plus yours was so good, the overtly bad uh, acting bad guy, the overt bad guy that comes in as her father. Yes. His monologue may be even better than the <laughs> go-screw-yourself monologue. So let's play that now.
0: Stop what you are doing. I do what I do. I am who I am. I'll never change. So if you're going to kill me, kill me. But if you don't, get this gun out of my face.
1: The way he says that is so funny. Get
0: this gun out of my face. Get this gun out of my face. I
1: I don't know why. It just sounds very much like Joan Rivers or something. It sounds very like, get this gun out of my face. It's so weird. And now, mind you, this is the same scene. So both bad guys we've just been introduced to, more extended. We met the other guy before. But we get a more extended look at him. And both of them in the same scene go, you better just kill me. It's like, what? Do they really just have no regard for what these people are capable of? Or are they just, they got fucking stones like nobody else, you know?
0: You know, I think it's a little bit of both.
1: It just seems like an empty... Thing to say, also, like in does the it the have context any context of
0: being like in a in a normal office space? Yeah. this office that they're in when they're having this conversation, a lot of windows. There's a lot of windows and it's pretty small. It's like okay, this guy helps run a mid level paper company. Yeah, and instead, like normally, Dwight
1: Schrute is the yes. one who's like doing this whole
0: yes. 400 Chinese slave thing. It's really weird. This, Super the room strange. Is so tiny. And there's like file cabinets, and they're going through the file cabinets. What is the... Yeah. What is this place? I have no idea.
1: But his monologue is so I am who I am and I'm not going to change. It's so, it's like so much exposition in 10 seconds and just, there's no subtlety to his character. Not that I, not that there's anything subtle about this movie at all. But of
0: everybody in the movie? He's
1: the least subtle. Yeah. I mean, come on, can we play that one more time? Because it is so good. Stop what you are doing.
0: I do what I do. I I am who I am. I'll never change. So if you're going to kill me, kill me. But if you don't, Get this gun out of my face! Get this gun out of my face! My God! I feel like that
1: could be a like a hook for a rap song or something. Like, get this gun out of my face!
0: Get this gun out out of of my my face! face. That's how I say that at the dentist actually when they bring this gun out of my face. That's Get get this gun out of my face! Oh my God, damn it! Get this! Get this! Get this gun out of my face! There it is! Remix! There we go! there
1: we go no more okay. oh god i can't Fine. even listen to that clip anymore oh man it is oh here we go oh yeah. here we go all right here we go yo you gotta get this yo out. get your nine out get your nine out get your haters out pull get them this gun. Gun out of my face okay get this get this get this gun out of get this gun out of my face I right, never mind forget what el- all i said put your Sorry. guns o- gun out okay we'll put our guns away Put our guns away. Get this gun I, out of my. I head. already said I then would. Go screw yourself. All right, all right, Now you're just messing up my whole beat, man. Oh, man, that's, that's my whole song was about haters and guns. What I am I gonna say now? I
0: don't know. Maybe something about uh, packages. <laughs> <laughs> That what? sounds appropriate. I really,
1: I just want every episode for there to be a rap uh, a, a, underneath the whole thing, uh, just underneath every sound clip. Uh, so good, get this gun out of my face! Get this
0: gun out of my face! Oh my
1: god! So then that happens. So he he gets then the cops show up right before he gets killed, yeah. and they're like, "Hey, this guy was gonna this guy was gonna kidnap her. Ooh, everything's bad." And then the inspector goes, "Well, this is how we are going to get out of this. You have to uh, you are going to be able to take care of this." Then he holds the uh, the inspector hostage, gets out. And then begins the greatest and thirty. It's thirty minutes. The yeah, last like a
0: lot of shit. Goes the last down. thirty
1: minutes is like the we talked about this. The planes, trains, and automobiles of action movies. Because he gets every mode of transportation. He starts on a boat. He goes on the boat, and then from the boat he goes to the shipping shipyard. Con- shipyard. Where he pulls a
0: stethoscope.
1: A stethoscope starts li- that he got yes. from the pharmacy. Yeah, show- and he's listening. Can't find him. Then he sees that they're all going off. He shoots one guy. Apparently he planned everything but a silencer because yeah. it's super loud it's and then everybody loud. comes he fights a bunch of dudes in the shipyard has this awesome sequence where he's slamming the door on the one guy he does a split kick to the others he does the this the greatest punch ever because Jason say them has to for the ladies his shirt has to come off Oh, 100%. and then he shirtless the rest of the movie and it's just like yeah. double punch and then he ends up running along and jumping on top of the shipping container then, jumping, jump. then while that truck is moving, jumping off of that onto another bus off of a bridge.
0: That one? Without even
1: rolling an ankle. That one would be tough. We've
0: I've tried really that before.
1: And then somehow the bad guys, even though they're all in a caravan immediately teleport and show up in the bus station where the bus driver just disappears he doesn't oh. notice any of it. The, there's not even i wish they had that like the 90s like the 90s innocent bystander that's like He's what like, the ah! hell what the hell's going on here i don't yeah. know why he sounds like Hank from king of the hill hey what the hell <laughs> god so, damn it bobby god damn it bobby <laughs> so then anyways he uh, then the bus good god damn it bobby Get your kids off my lawn. I don't know what else he says. Like, that's the only impression I'm good at. Uh, so then the bus fight is so good when there's like. <laughs> where
0: tw- where did you get the pipes at? Tw- <laughs> you just pick up- How many buses do you know? Just have fucking pipes laying all just over. Metal the place. pipes.
1: It's not like they knocked off the railings, the like <laughs> they handbars. They're them just up. like twelve dudes show up in a bus. They didn't. Br- Why didn't they just bring? It's like they were like, oh fuck, we already shot the establishing shot. Yeah, let's go shot. get him. Oh, they needed. him. Pipes, uh, just set him on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Ha, we all found pipes, and then he beats the shit out of him, and he's flinging in, in and out of this very tight. It's some of the coolest choreography. It's really in the movie. good. Yeah, it's really fun. He's stabbing guys in the leg because he doesn't kill. He even st- brings it up the guy's neck, and then he turns it and hits him with the butt of it. Yeah, and it's just such a fun sequence that then leads to the oil slick party. Holy shit, it's awesome. This
0: is my favorite thing ever. It's awesome. I really love the oil slick.
1: Because he, he dumps it all over himself, and then he's laying in the middle of it, and everybody can't get a hold of him. And like we said in the beginning, it's like, <laughs> just like, oh, that's a horrible sound. Ugh, that's going to haunt my dreams and nightmares. But And then we talked about the bike pedals. It's so amazing. He hops on that, kind of prances across what, in a badass would way. He,
0: would he not slip?
1: I feel like you'd still slip, because it's bike pedals. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Though. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Maybe there was rubber underneath, and we didn't notice. So it's like
0: Actually, you're probably right.
1: Grounded. Yeah, It's like, you know, just, non-stick. Just, er, non- it
0: does, it's more of a, right. than a... God, stop
1: making that noise. <laughs> and then I love that that sequence, he kicks the shit out of the big dude, and then there's a line of guys, and there's just a circle of dudes, and he just, roundhouse kicks, roundhouse kicks, roundhouse, and none of them duck. Yeah. Like, the fifth guy had four other guys to see that a roundhouse kick is yeah. probably in his near future, and he's still like oh, shit, all right, I'm, he's going to change it up, so I'm just going to be ready for if he does this instead. I'm going to be ready. <laughs> nope.
0: Not ready for the Re- feet.
1: Ah, shit, I wasn't ready for the thing he's done four other times. And he's not even that fast that they couldn't
0: move. Oh, I love it. My favorite thing about these type of movies it's is my favorite. all of the, the bad guys, the cronies that, that, are terrible that, with that their jobs. run up, there's like 25 and just stand. of them, and just stand there. <laughs> They're okay. like, what is he going to do? <laughs> No, it's, just, it's like all their it's
1: everybody's first day on the job. They're like, "Oh fuck, I knew this was going to happen, but I didn't think today." Right
0: when they stamp in, Greg.
1: All right, there's a guy shirtless rolling around in oil. Can you go kill him? What? Just go do it. It's so amazing. And then when he slides across the oil and they're shooting machine guns at him and none of them can hit. None of them think to aim just a little further Again, ahead.
0: First day on the job. Just ah oh, Get oh. him. Spray Spraying all over. There's the a place. lot more
1: kickback to this gun than yeah. I was thinking. <laughs> And then he grabs a big dude and uses him as a human shield. That guy gets obliterated. Dude. And then a human shield down into the water. They blow up an oil barrel. And then he uses him for oxygen, which I thought was really smart. That was
0: probably uh, that's a very forward thing to do for yeah. 2002. Yeah, yeah, very progressive. I'm sure
1: there were people in the audience who were like, Man, this movie's cool until that part. God damn it, Bobby. Ooh, yeah, God damn it, Bobby. I don't understand this. <laughs> Anyways, so then, uh, uh, then, it's, then he goes and he's in the shittiest little Yugo-type car ever. Yeah. That breaks down. The, the modern-day Honda Fit. That breaks down and you find out immediately, like, uh, just so serendipitously, a, pl- a crop-dusting plane. By the way, he's running and it's crop-dusting chemicals and he's just <laughs> running through it. I'm pretty sure that's really unhealthy.
0: How far away from the plane was he when he saw it? Very far. Yeah, he's running almost as fast he's as the sprinting plane. Sprinting towards it,
1: he hijacks the plane in the, in a nice way. Yeah, gets dropped off, Pardon par- me, sir. parachutes out of it, lands on top of the sound. What happens to the plane? The plane. The guy's flying it. Ugh. The guy. He he didn't I hijack tried. it. He was like, hey, I need a ride. I'm gonna Just put a gun at him. It. <laughs> Just ditching <laughs> yeah, the fucker. <laughs> Peace. Hits all the 400 people in the containers. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. oh, damn it. That was not. Get this gun out of my face. So then he's on top of the the, the semi truck, and there's all these sequences where they try and get him off of it, and he swings in and fights and kicks the Wall Street dude, where the greatest bad guy scream in modern yes. day history happens. He's choking him out with his feet. Statham is choking out the main bad guy, hanging on through the crashed windshield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. through the windshield choking him out after they've already had one fight in the driver's seat Where- while Statham is slamming him back and driving with his feet. It's incredible.
0: I love the uh, right right one about yeah. that first time that happened. Um, when he removes the door and that poor fella that guy who's sledding the "Ah!" door down the street "Ah!" and
1: then when it cuts to him flying off the ledge it's It's clearly a a dummy it's like oh my god it's so good Uh, oh it's amazing then so the bad guy scream happens and it's one of my favorites can we play the bad guy scream The best is the end where it sounds like a raptor attacks. That's the best part.
0: It's like Actually, it goes on forever and then it goes. Aah! I hate right here. I am to be trivia. Uh, a Jurassic Ra- World, they found yep. that clip and yep. slowed it down for the uh, raptor. That's one of my favorite screams in history. That's every time I get a cavity filled. It's yep. just.
1: Wait for it, bad guys. Oh, there it is. <laughs> That's yeah! the greatest. God. Oh, that's the best. Oh, man. I love it. Oh, man. I, this is a true story, actually. Yeah. I was roller skating this weekend at a friend's roller skating birthday Don't party. And it was one of those things where I was like, I'm going to go out one more time. And I was like, and I made the joke. This is where I'll sprain my ankle. Right, guys? That didn't happen. But a gentleman that was going really fast by me. He fell God's honest <laughs> truth He fell And almost lost it And he braced himself By accidentally grabbing My right nut Not the whole thing Just the right my one serious? And like grabbed on And pulled And on the On the roller skating rink I'm like
0: <sighs> <laughs>
1: And then the guy Made this sound When he hit the wall Aside from, actually aside from the scream, that all really happened. And it was just the right nut. God. I don't know how he targeted it, but it was like grab, like pinch and pull. I'm like, how did you? How? Were uh, you like grabbing and then you went to a claw? And I came back hobbling to everybody and they're like, what the hell's wrong? I'm like, some dude just almost ripped my right testicle off. <laughs> how do we? I mean, uh, how do you top that? God, ladies and gentlemen. It's so good. Well, hey, I, I think that's a good place to end I'm on my right testicle. That- he Almost was a bastard,
0: being- Said <laughs> he was my right nut.
1: When, when I found out he was still there, I was very excited, and I just looked down and I said, hi. <laughs> so, we've been oh, talking the transporter God. this week. Next week, should we tell them what we're going to do? You, you do the honors, because we've been talking uh, about it.
0: Hansel and Gretel.
1: Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. The Witch Hunters. It has been a heavily requested movie, and I saw it in theaters, and I loved it. So we're going to do Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters next week. Yeah. Rid- That's right. It's ridiculous, and we love it. That's right. We've been doing the transporter this week. Make sure to comment... Tell us more suggestions. Follow us at at Guilty Movie Guys. Oh, yeah. Do some suggestions on there. Send us photos of your favorite Guilty Movie pleasures. Send us your thoughts on the Transporter. What's your favorite Transporter movie? Has yeah. anyone actually seen the fourth one or the TV series? Is it worth watching? Probably not, but Let's just let know. us know. And any other kind of ridiculousness you want to send our way, we always uh, welcome that. At Guilty Movie Guys. Where can they find you, Cameron? At the only camshaft.
0: Twitter and Instagram.
1: Yep. How about you, Ben? I'm at at the Ben Begley, and also, like I mentioned before, the movie The Funhouse Massacre that my wife, Renee Dorian, and I wrote. It's coming out June 7th on DVD and Video On Demand. You can follow it at Funhouse Mass. Uh, there's a character limit, so I've said this before. It just sounds like it's a carnival happening at a church on a Sunday, but no, it's at Funhouse Mass. You can follow it there, all the information. There's a 30-second trailer up and all that stuff, and a full trailer online. Uh, pre-order it. That'd be awesome. I would really appreciate it. And until next time, we've all been Guilty Movie Guys. And what is your guilty movie pleasure? We've all. (laughs) All From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.